welcome. You're listening to the podcast of First Church in Vacaville, California, Pastor Timothy Wisnett. We are so glad and honored that you would join us today, and we pray that this message you're listening to is a blessing to your day. We want to invite you to visit us online at firstchurch.app to get connected with us and learn about our service times. We hope to see you at a service or a special event sometime soon. Appreciate each and every one of you. I'm going to be reading from the book of Micah in the NIV version. I just like the wording of it. Uh, To me, it just explains it very simply. But it says, this is what the Lord says. As for the prophets who have or who lead my people astray, they proclaim peace if they have something to eat. But prepare to wage war against anyone who refuses to feed them. Heavenly Father, we love you today. Lord, I pray, Lord Jesus, that you will speak through me, Lord Jesus, to the hearts of your people, Lord Jesus, that, Lord, you will draw us closer to you, Lord, give us greater revelation, Lord Jesus, and a deeper relationship with you, Lord. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. God bless you. If you turn to your right or left and say, Jesus loves you, you may be seated. Praise God. Praise God. So-called prophets were leading the people astray. And as long as they were getting fed, they would give out a prophetic message. And as soon as you stopped feeding them, they would turn on you. I'll say that one more time because I don't think we understand and we need to get this foundation down very clearly. If you're not investing into the kingdom of God, whatever you're investing in, once you stop, it'll turn on you and it'll begin to wage war with you. So make sure your investment is true because these prophets would prophesy for money. Paul dealt with this a lot in the New Testament. He called it filthy lucre. He talked about dirty money. And this is before they had laundry machines to wash that money. And they would talk about how that the people of God should not deal in filthy lucre. He got so so detailed about it that when he would start to write to his his church members and he would write to like Titus and and even to Timothy he he would talk to them about we need to make sure that the leadership and the people of God are not doing what they're doing for filthy lucre if you ever get to a point in your walk with God that the only reason you're doing it is for the money your attitude and spirit is wrong and you are lost That's why I get very nervous when I see our talented young musicians and singers start to pursue a a professional career. There's very few out there that have stayed true to the course that God has called them on because once they get the, the, the filthy lucre from the first CD cell, then they start to change. They feel that they need to build up a better fan base they need to get more likes on their facebook posts and they they need to change the way they look they need to change the way they talk so they can build up the family that they now want to be a part of all for filthy lucre's safe you know i don't know if any of you have ever had people in your life that i call just flat out leeches 
they attach themselves to you, Brother Josh, and they will suck the life out of you. They'll drain your bank account, and when you have nothing left to give, they'll leave you on the streets to die. Have you ever had someone leech onto you like that? Hurts, don't it? Hurts, don't it? Very painful when you have people that will leech onto you, and I'm here to tell you, you need to be careful who you feed in this world. There are a lot of people out there that are deceiving you. There are a lot of people out there that are trying to get your mind all twisted up and warped about what you should be uh, thinking. And they will even do the whole, I'm a Christian. I go to your church. I got a... Right there for them. Because nothing's worse when you have people that come into, into the house of God that are coming with an ulterior motive and they start to tear apart the church and bring in disunity and start to break us up, Brother Garza. Start to turn us one on another because they're trying to gain something for their behalf, for their selfish desires. And I remember, I remember, uh, I'm just going to speak it. Uh, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. My, the, Lord, the enemy is attacking me right now. He does not want me to teach this because he has got, my flesh is so weary I am so drained right now. My brain is in such a fog right now, so I'm just going to let the Holy Ghost speak. And one thing the devil messed up on is when I get behind the pulpit, I don't preach in the flesh. I preach in the Spirit, and I let the anointing of the Holy Ghost lead me and guide me. So I'm going to walk in the Holy Ghost today and just preach it the way the Lord says it, and it's just going to happen in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah, Jesus. It is in your name. It is in your name. It is in your name. Hallelujah, Jesus. But there have been times... Brother Guy, when I have had friends that only wanted me for what I had. When I was a child, I, my, my mom passed away when I was six, and it's amazing. No one wants to go through the pain, but they want to benefit from the reward. They, they don't want to walk through the pain with you, but as soon as you get the blessings or the benefits or so-called, whatever you want to call it, from a death or something like that, they want to be your friend then. And after my mom passed away, my dad, we were all going through heartache, and he went out and bought us a bunch of toys. We had motorcycles coming out our ears. We had odysseys. We had snowmobiles. And the more toys we got, the more friends we acquired. People were calling us up, hey, can I come over and ride your motorcycles? Can I come over and ride in your odyssey? And they'd come over, they'd ride out. They didn't want to hang out. They just wanted us to use us. And we went through some hard times. And, and my dad got remarried uh, after a few years, and, and we went through some tough times, and we ended up getting rid of the toys. And guess what happened to all these so-called friends? Not only did they turn on us and stop being a friend, they started talking trash about the Chase family. They started talking down about us to our friends and our other people that used to hang out with us, and then they just all kind of did just drift away. Careful who you feed. Careful who you feed. When I was in the military, I had a... A 1970 GTO, and uh, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. It was fast. It was really fast, and I'd, I, I remember the fastest I had that car going, and young people, plug your ears, do not do what I did because it's the grace of God that I was here, but I had that speedometer wrapped so tight, meaning that thing was pegged out 20 mile an hour past what it pegged out at. My dad and I, and I, don't, I was dumb. I was young and dumb and dumb and young. This car was fun. It was fast, and, and we, were just, we were just ripping it up. <clears throat> and as soon as I got rid of that car, all those people that used to, hey, it's the GTO man. Hey, it's the cool kid. Hey, 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 that all disappeared. 
And that was before I got in church. But, you know, the Lord doesn't take them chuckleheads out of your life just because you're in church. And I uh, had a chucklehead asking for stuff. I said, hey, and I didn't feel comfortable in the Holy Ghost. I prayed about it, and I prayed about it. I even reached out to our pastor, who I, I love and appreciate, and, and uh, thankful that he is trusting me today to present this word that the Lord has put so heavy on my heart. But as soon as I said no to this person who was saying that they were a Christian, I, 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 had, to, I had to hide my phone from my family because I couldn't allow my wife and kids to see what they texted me. It was so full of cuss words and hate words, and I told that person, don't, number one, don't you ever speak to me like that again. Because I will, everything I can to stay in the Holy Ghost, but you speak to me like that again, I'm, I'm coming after you. You do not talk to me that way, and you don't put nothing on my phone that my wife and kids can see. And I was, I was coming unglued to this person. I was so, so mad. But I, I maintained the Holy Ghost, and I maintained my walk with God. I did not sin, brother guy. I mean, I, I'm so thankful for the Holy Ghost, but this person was only here, only here for money. And I called him on it. He says, you want to live for God, live for God. I'm not a bank. This church isn't a bank. People joke with me about my last name. Oh, my last name is Chase. But we've got to be careful in who we feed. Because if we allow them into our life, if we allow them to start to suck the life out of us, we're going to find ourselves empty and broken, and then we're going to look around how this happened. These prophets, they would just do what they wanted to do for the children of Israel until they stopped feeding them and they turned and waged war against them. They would find a way to get back at the people who felt they did them wrong just because they were a bunch of lazy beggars. Paul was very adamant about this when it comes to filthy lucre. He would tell, he would tell Titus and the other churches he would write to and, and what is expected of a bishop and a leader in the church, and he said that they could not be a part of any filthy lucre. They do not take the pulpit just for money. They do not go out and teach just for money. If they don't have a passion and a love for the Word of God, get rid of them. Push them out to the side. He tells Timothy, get away from them. So if you have someone that's leeching on you and you need to cut that leech off, then do it because the word of God says get away from them because they're going to destroy you. Filthy lucre is horrible, horrible. There's two things that, that the Bible talks about us trying to serve. What are those? Huh? Mammon and God. Now, we, we always blame money. We always blame money. It's money, 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 money. But really, it's your selfish desires that leads you to pursue money to get your selfish desires fulfilled. So we need to get rid of our selfish desires and take on the desires of our Heavenly Father. We need to take on the desires of Jesus Christ. And what is his desires? That none should be lost. That all should come to the knowledge and the fullness of truth. But too many people are caught up feeding the wrong people. Paul talking with Peter, Peter talking with Paul. In 1 Peter, they're saying the same thing. Peter's talking about, you need to feed the flock. 
Feed the flock which is among you. Brother Garza, we are to feed the flock. Pastor Wisnitz to feed the flock. Taking oversight thereof, not by constraint, but willingly. Now, there's no one here forced to be here. My wife and daughters are kind of stuck because we drove together. But there's no one here that's forced. Jesus doesn't want to force anybody into a relationship with him. He wants you to willingly love him. He wants you to willingly be a part of his family. He wants you to be willingly a part of his church. But even Peter warns, you need to do this willingly. You need to be a, a shepherd to the flock and not for filthy lucre's sake. Careful who you feed. Careful who you feed. Because it's going to drain you. It's going to wear you out. Like, like, like Brother Garza teaching this morning. We need to link up with someone that's going to help lift us up. Not clean their feet when we fall. We, we need someone to help us there and, and not someone that's there just to get what they can get and get out. And we look around this town, and I'm not going to call out any names. I don't really believe in that. There's still a soul that needs to be saved. I'm not going to speak bad about them because there's still a soul that needs to be saved. And I don't want them to get word that I'm speaking bad about them and refuse to come to this church if this is where they need to come to get saved. But they are carnal churches in this city that are only carnal because they're fed carnality. When we leave this place, what does this building become? A building. Our carnal nature is there because we feed it carnality. I've been talking about other people that we need to be careful of feeding, but now I'm bringing it to home. This is where it might get a little bit tight, but it's still right. We need to figure out and be careful what man we are feeding. Feeding the flesh or feeding the spirit. Are we feeding on the things of this world or are we feeding on the things of God? Are we feeding on things that are going to elevate the kingdom of God or are we going to feed ourselves on the things that are going to bring the kingdom of God down? We've got to make up our mind. We've got to tell ourselves, I ain't going there no more. Many people have left a spirit-filled church to pursue other spirits because they feel that the other spirits are more powerful. It's a lie of the devil. It's a lie of the devil. The Lord only allows those spirits so much movement and so much power. Every knee, every tongue will bow down. And Now, if that devil is so tough and he's so big and he's so mighty, why is he bowing down and confessing that Jesus Christ is Lord unless he's just a nobody? We got to remember who our God is. We got to remember who Jesus Christ is and what he has done in our life and what he is going to do. We cannot allow the enemy to come in and distract us with carnality and the things of this world to distract us from what God is trying to do. Now I'm going to ask a question. How many hours do you have in a day? All right, I'm not counting when you're sleeping. 
Oh, my land. Some of y'all get 12 hours of sleep? <laughs> Brother Garza, I was thinking maybe 18, maybe 20 hours, four or five hours of sleep maybe. Brother Garza got to bed about 4 a.m. this morning, so he's, he's, he understands. So let's just say that, that there's an average of 18 hours out there, 17 hours, whatever you want to call it. 17 hours from the time you wake up, time you go to bed. Now, this is where I wish we had a bigger part pulpit. <sighs> How much time in that 18 hours do you spend praying and reading the Word? Careful who you feed. You wonder why things aren't happening in your life? Check your diet. You're wondering why things are going the wrong way? Check your diet. It's time, something has stirred in me, church, and I'm, I'm doing it the lovingest way I can, but something has stirred in me the last few days that I can't shake it. But I've got to in myself, I've got to lay down my carnality, and I've got to pick up the Word of God and get close to Jesus. Time is too short, and I can't spend my 15, 20 minutes or hour in the morning talking to Jesus and 18 hours talking to the devil. I can't do it. I can't do it anymore. I can't get caught up in the carnality of this world and walk away from my Jesus because if you get spending too much time in the world, you're going to act like the world. You're going to talk like the world. You're going to start to respond the way the world responds. I know we live in a challenging world we live in right now. and I want to tell you right now, and this is something that may hurt somebody's feelings, we're all a bunch of sissies. There ain't nothing new under the sun. This isn't something new God has not seen before. This perversion has been going on for a long time. Roman Empire was destroyed because of perversion. That's what took them out. This isn't new to God. So we can complain all we want. We can hate on it all we want. But the fact of the matter is the more we get like them in our attitude and our spirit, the less we get like Jesus. When Jesus was walking this earth, he went to the sinner's home. He went to the publicans. He went to the people that needed him. We need to get past ourselves and get past our carnality. And we need to get to where the people need us. Careful who you feed. There's two people in the Bible. Take that. There's a lot of people in the Bible. There's two people I want to talk about. One of them represents, is a good representation, Brother Josh, of the flesh. And that's Goliath. Goliath is a good representation of our flesh. And David is a good representation of our spirit. David was a wee little man. Compared to the big David, Goliath was huge. He talked deep. He had a big spear. Me, Goliath. And the people that were feeding themselves with carnality were hiding behind the bushes and the rocks when Goliath talked. Careful who you feed. Because you feed the Goliath in you, your spirit's going to be really, really small. Goliath is going to look so, so big. And when those decisions come into your life, oh, I probably should pray because pastor says I need to pray this year. I was waiting for some amens on that one. I... 
You know, there was a person years ago that was uh, saying that eating junk food wasn't bad. So he went on this year initiative to eat only Big Macs, supersized fries, and a Coke. Some of y'all may remember that. He was bragging about how it's not negative effect, negatively affecting him. He ain't doing so good. Big Macs every day ain't so good. Really, Big Macs any day ain't so good. <laughs> we end up becoming what we eat. If you feed on carnality, you will be carnal. If you feed on the Spirit of God, you will be spiritual. You cannot feed on the Spirit of God to become carnal. And you can't feed on carnality and become spiritual. Careful who you feed. We are living in a time where, where the distractions of this world are trying to focus us. They don't care. The devil doesn't care if we walk out of this church or not anymore. He don't care. All he wants to do is distract you. All he wants you to do is get caught up in this garbage that's going around us, get all mad at these people, and get all mad at our government. And, and we get into a frenzy, and then when we look around and say, whoa, they saw me acting like that. Oh, my, they heard what I said. Well, that was 15 years of witnessing that just went out the door. I have to remind myself all the time with people at work on what conversations I'd be a part of. I got to be careful not to take on their negative spirit and attitude when I'm at work. I got to be careful in the church sometimes of what attitude I pick up. We need to check our spirit when we come in the house of God. We need to check our spirit when we come around the brothers and sisters because we need to make sure that we are in the spirit and not in the flesh. Because I don't want your carnality junk rubbing off on me. I don't want your gossip up in here. If you feel you have to gossip, talk bad about me. I can handle it. It's happened before. Leave my brothers and sisters alone. And then we'll deal with you. But leave my brothers and sisters alone. That spirit of gossip, mm, it's a divider. It's a divider. I, I, it's one of the things that we prayed about Thursday night is we, we need to have unity in our young people, unity in our church. And I know how young people can be. Young people, that whole division stuff, that whole my clique, your clique, my people, your people, that's got to go. That's got to go. If you think I'm joking, you're going to get to them pearly gates one day and you say, well, my clique's right here, Lord. My clique's right here. And he's going to be like, you've been clicking with the wrong people. I don't know you. Get away from me. We've got to get rid of that mentality. I am no better than anybody else in this sanctuary. I'm no better. I don't have a right to swagger, strut my stuff, or say anything. And I, I've learned that. People talk about, oh, Brother Chase, he can shoot. Well, everybody was shooting yesterday. I mean, I, I appreciate the compliments. My dad would even appreciate it more that he was able to instill something into his son. But praise God, we cannot elevate ourselves. We cannot start thinking more highly of ourselves than we ought to because that feeds the carnal flesh. 
And then we start looking down our nose at everybody else and we think that we're better than everybody else. I think, I think one of the best things that we can do for uh, helping out our young people, and I, I don't like it. I love our musicians. Brother Lucas, man, you got, you got the dream team. You got the dream team. And it's, it's taken me, Sister Jamie, I have no idea how many years I've been pestering your daughter to get up on the keys in front of the church. Praise God. Sister Gabby, proud of you. Proud of you. But I do know that when I, when, I don't want to say I, I blame Sister Wisnett. When Sister Wisnett forced me to play the piano in church, <laughs> when she forced me to play the piano, I don't think I got any of the chords right the first service we had played. I was hitting everything but what I was supposed to be hitting. And there's something about that that humbled me, that I'm not James Wilson. And, 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 and then, you know, I, I was a drummer for years here, Brother Josh. You wouldn't know it because I can barely keep a beat. Uh, and, and Sister Cindy knows we had that little drum. Now, nah, man, there were some times. Sister Tanya said, that was awesome. That was awesome. That little, uh, you remember that little thing. You were there. Brother Matt DeLeon almost had a heart attack when he said he had to play that at the youth service. That'll teach him. That'll humble him. But, but we get so prideful in who we think we are. We get elevated in ourselves because we think we're all that. I may have a pretty voice. I may know how to keep a beat. We need to humble ourselves before the Lord. We need to fall upon the rock of our salvation and allow ourselves to be broken there instead of being prideful and letting the rock fall on us. Careful who you feed. Are you building up Goliath in you to wage war against the people of God? You know, when we built this, brother guy, I should have got that Category 5 hurricane non-breakable glass. Because it's really sometimes I'd feel more comfortable preaching in there. You ever felt that way? Young people, have you ever felt that there's just sometimes you, you know, feel better preaching or, or witnessing to somebody on the other side of the wall? Or are you not witnessing? So it's going it's to get tight, but it's, it is right. It is right. I, I'm telling you, young people, old people, if you're as old as me, praise God you've had a long life. <laughs> we have got to be the church. We cannot be the church when we walk in carnality. We cannot be the witness that Jesus Christ wants us to be when we're acting like the world. When we act like the world, they think we are a part of the world. That's why these other gimmick churches that are out there acting like the world, doing the things of the world, getting in this drama and this garbage and supporting it in this world, that, that is not the church. And I am, you know, you can sit there and badmouth the times we're going through, but praise God, we know who real Christians are now. We know who the real people of God are. There have been people that have walked out of our churches because they support that garbage. Now we know who the wolves and sheep's clothing were. And if you want to get, oh, don't say that, Brother Chase, come talk to me afterwards. 
when we have souls on the brink here, I'm going to walk the line. I'm going to preach it the way the Lord tells me to preach it. We've got to save our young people. We're not saving them by throwing them to the woods. We've got to protect them from the evil of this world. We've got to educate them on what the garbage is. And we've got to love people out of their sin. I don't know why the, the, the world thinks that we, we, we can't love people even though we don't agree with them. It's frustrating. It's frustrating. It's probably as frustrating as my wife and daughters having to put up with me. It's frustrating. Why is dad doing that? Why is dad acting that way? He's exhausted. His brain's foggy. We need the sincere milk of the word. We need to feed on the things of God. We need to get into the word like we've never done before. I'm going to ask that question again. How much during the day are you feeding the spirit versus your flesh? Who are you feeding today? Now, today's kind of a cheat day because you're in church for two plus hours. So kind of, this is a cheater day where you're kind of stuck. But the question is, are you listening to a word I'm saying? Are you listening to a single word that's coming from the Lord right now? Ah, Lord, help me. Several years ago, still in this building, is I had a laugh. I had a laugh. I was preaching about automatic ameners. You know them. You know them. You know exactly who I'm talking about. Right now, names and faces are flashing in your head. Oh, that's an automatic ameners. They have no clue what I'm preaching. They have no clue what I'm teaching. They're back there doing their nails. They're texting on somebody. They're doing this or they're doing that. And all of a sudden, you say, hey, um, I think I'm about to pass out. Amen. <laughs> we want to pray for sister so-and-so because they are having a bad time. Amen. We need to pay attention in church. Amen. Are you really listening? Do we listen to the words that come forth from the man of God? When the word of God comes forth, are we allowing that word into our heart? Are we allowing the Lord to be in fertile soil in our heart as we can grow in the Lord? Are we allowing the word of God to change us? If we are not allowing the word of God to change us, then what are we doing? Who are we feeding? Praise God, praise God. Some of y'all are still looking at I know that person's an automatic amen or praise God. Yeah. Yeah, it's got I got two hours left. I'm good. Did you guys hear that? Man, it's like I thought it was just a voice in my head. First Peter two two says, As newborn babes desire sincere milk of the word that ye may grow thereby. Whoa. If so be, ye have tasted that the Lord is gracious. So, Brother Marcus, your baby's a baby. And, and you got to feed it for it to grow, right? Yeah, feed that little. He's a bundle of joy. Cute as a button. But you got to feed him. Same with our spiritual self. If we want our spiritual self to grow, we got to feed it. But not feed it carnality, because carnality doesn't help our spiritual self to grow. We have got to feed the spirit of our spirit with the spirit of God. We've got to get into the word of God. We've got to get into the things of God. 
we got to have our heart desire on the things of God. 1 John 2, 16 through 17. I don't know. There's some spot in here where I was supposed to try to wrap things up, Brother Garza, but I don't remember if it was page 3 or page 9. Page 9, page 9. What's the front and back? I don't even know. You know, you get these fancy printers. I don't even remember. There's somewhere in here I'm supposed to close, but when we get there, you'll know. Hey, I warned you, I'm exhausted. I warned you, I'm foggy. 1 John 2, 15 through 17 says, love not the world. Love not the world. So this is one thing that I think is really, really awesome of God. Because he's been teaching his people this for a long, long time. Love not the world. And now he's making this world so nasty, how can anybody love it? How can anybody love what's going on today? He talks about in the Bible about separating the sheep. Where's your love today? When you're done straddling that fence, which way are you going to go? To the hot side in the Holy Ghost or the cold side of hell? Ooh, that was tight, but it's right. I'll amen myself on that. We got to stop loving the world. Neither the things of this world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. So when you hear these people coming up to you and saying whatever they say, and that garbage comes out of their mouth, you can't love that junk. Because if you love that junk, the love of the Father is not in you. Careful who you feed. Careful who you support. In the Old Testament, children of Israel going to war, and I apologize, I don't have the scripture because this is just what the Lord just gave me to say. And Moses is sitting up there, and he had he had two people with him. Anybody know those two people? They had to hold his hands up. And who? Aaron and her. When his arms were lifted up, they won. They were winning. The children of Israel were getting victory. And as soon as the arms came down, they started to get beat. And they started to lose. So my question is, whose hands are you holding up today? Now, I could walk on people's toes, and I could tell you which hands you're holding up today by your carnal nature. I'm so thankful that I am a part of a church where I have bodyguards. Where there's mature Christians that will say to themselves, man, Brother Chase is preaching it. And still not hate me. We have too many people I'm I'm using the term too many people, and it's not referring to people here because I'm so thankful to be a blessed, blessed be a part of this church. 
you are you are awesome, and I do consider each and every one of your, you my family, and I love each and every one of you. And uh, but the world has infiltrated the church, and we are seeing things slip in churches that used to preach truth. And when you step back and look at these churches that are losing out on church or truth, it's because the sincere milk of the word stopped being fed to the people. And the church became carnal. And then the pastor only felt the only way he could keep a carnal church is become carnal himself. And he walked out on truth. Who are you feeding today? You know, when I got into ministry, Sister Wisnett, before pastor ever called me to meet him at Red Lobster, I prayed. I, I knew I had a calling on my life. And, and my prayer was, Lord, I know, now I know truth now. I know truth now. I'm not, I'm not questioning truth. Not, there's other false teachings that doesn't, doesn't bother me. But I was like, Lord, if it is your will for me to be a pastor, you're going to be my provider, not the church. Because at no time in my ministry do I ever lay down truth because I need a dollar. I would rather not be a pastor than to be a pastor, turn my back on God for money. So here I am. In ministry, the Lord is a provider. And if you all wanted to stop giving to the church because you don't like me, well, you're just going to hurt Pastor and Sister W because uh, God's providing. Praise God. You know, Brother Lucas, I'm just going to be walking in the Holy Ghost, so if I say something that you want to amen, just help me out here. All right. A lot of, a lot of musicians in your position have walked out on God for, for fame. And uh, I, I pray for you that that spirit does not get a hold of you because you are very talented and you have a gifting from God and anointing from God that could take you to the top. But don't ever walk out on God to get there. Let him elevate you in due time. I am so thankful to have brother and sister Zellers here with us. He is, he is such a valued part of the team. Appreciate you, Brother Lucas. Lucas, I see a war over you. Stay encouraged in the Lord. Jesus, right? 
touch my brother, Lord Jesus. Strengthen him, Lord Jesus. Let his foot be established in your word, Lord Jesus. Lord, do not allow, Lord Jesus, the influences of this world to penetrate his mind and his heart, Lord. Let him stay strong and fast in you, Lord. Lord, let the church rise up and pray, Lord Jesus, for him, Lord, and his wife, Lord Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus, hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. told you I was going to walk in the spirit today. Church, we need to pray for those in leadership, all levels of ministry. We need to pray for our pastor and his wife and daughter. Because the enemy would love to, to raise up false accusations against him. To raise up somebody in the church is going to start talking bad. And I, uh, if somebody's listening or someone's here that thinks they're going to talk bad about Sister W, you, you just beware. You, I, I, would, I would probably say in the flesh that your flesh is going to be hurting. Because we love our pastor's wife. We love our first lady. Sister W, there's a church full of people that got your back. Talk bad about my pastor. You might be in trouble. And and you talk bad about my pastor, you better pray right after that, Lord. You better strike me down before the first church gets me. Because we're gonna start praying against that wicked spirit. I'm not I'm not promoting violence. I'm just letting the devil know that you're in for a fight when you start messing with my brothers and sisters. Start messing with the leadership of this church, you're in for a fight. Not just from me, but the church of God. The first church people will rise up and fight in the spirit for our leaders. We need to pray for our gatekeepers. I'm way off my notes. I told you, I, I'm following the Holy Ghost. There is an attack on the church to silence us right now. There's an attack on the church to try to bring our ministry team down, whatever level of ministry you are, whether you're a Sunday school teacher or you're the pastor, there is an attack on you right now. We can't love the world or the things of this world. We can't start looking at the things of this world and start desiring the things of this world. We can't look at, oh, man, if I would have done that, if I would have done this, I'd be set. And it, that can happen to any one of you. I, brother Guy, I have fought it. I have fought it myself. I see these guys right down the street. I know what he does for work. I know what he does for work. He has toys coming out his ear. I'm like, how can this guy afford a four-seat razor? How can he afford a big fancy boat? How can he afford a big fancy toy hauler pulled by a GMC Denali? I know what he makes. I know, I know what he does for a living. And then, and then this, this little thought will come into my head. 
You can have it too. You just got to stop giving to missions. You just cut back giving to the church, and you can have all that stuff too. Careful who you feed. You know, and there's there's a persnickety side of me. You know, sometimes when I I, I hear people doing some things they're not supposed to be doing, uh, I, I confess, Sister Wisdom, sometimes I feel I want to fuel a fire. People want to give you a hard time for what you wear. It makes me want to go out and buy a brand new outfit. I want to go buy. I want to go rent a fancy car and just get my selfie with it. Send it to them. You want to feed on something? Let me feed you something. You want to feed on hatred? You want to feed on jealousy? Instead of loving God and focusing on God and building up your spiritual self, you want to focus on building up your carnal self and attack people? It's because they love the world. So love the things of the world. They want the things of the world more than they want the things of God. And the word of God is telling us, don't do it. If you do that, if you fall in love with the world, if you fall in love with the things of this world, the love of the Father is not in you. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh. I could preach hours on this. How many of you are lusting in the flesh? Are you feeding your flesh right now? How big is that Goliath in your life? How about the lust of the eyes? Are you allowing what you see dictate how you do things? Are you allowing the pride of life to get in the way of your ministry? I'm too good to pick up sticks, brother guy. I'm too good to sweep up. I'm too busy to be a gopher. I got things I got to do. Who are you feeding today? Who are you feeding today? You know, there's, there's always been that whole pre-trib, mid-trib, post-trib debate. And I've heard people go back and forth, and they are, like, rock solid on what they believe. Oh, I am post-trib. I'm mid-trib. I'm pre-trib. I heard, I heard a minister say something. I'm pan-trib. I'm like, you're a pan-trib. He's like, it's all going to pan out in the end anyways. Well, I'm not going to worry about it. But people get so focused on what is to come that they won't worry about getting their life right now. Right now, I need to have my spiritual self fed. I need to be Holy Ghost filled and not carnally filled. Right now, I need to be right with God. I need to have my spirit right with the Lord. I need to be right with my brothers and sisters. I cannot be carnal in my, in my doings and comings and my goings. I cannot have a love for this world and desires of the world. I got to get my lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes and pride of life in check and repent about it right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Now, you can't serve as we stand in our musician has come. You can't serve two masters. Look at that. I found where the landing strip is at. <laughs> I love it. Must have keyed the mic just right, and the lights, runway lights came on, because I can see the, see the end now. Praise God. Didn't say it's close, but I can see it. And Luke, it talks about the servant who can't serve two masters. 
And so many times people get caught up in serving mammon and not even realize it because they've been blinded by their carnality. Church, we've got to stay full of the Holy Ghost because carnality will slip in so easy. Pride of life will slip in so easy. The lust of the flesh and lust of the eyes will slip in so easy if we are not in check with the Holy Ghost. We have got to run everything through the Holy Ghost filter in life because if not, we will find ourselves serving money, which AKA means serving yourself more than serving God. If you find that your desires today are not the desires of God, it's you that must change and not God's desire for you. If you feel your love waning for lost souls, it's you that must change and not them. Whether they decide to be saved or not does not dictate whether we love them or not. But it is their choice. Who are you going to serve today? Who are you going to feed today? When you walk out of here, are you going to go back to your 15 minutes of Jesus' time of day? Are you going to allow... Caleb to fill the rest of your day and consider that your Jesus time now, I love worship and I love music and I listen to Caleb so I'm not bad mouthing Caleb but if Caleb is your spiritual fulfillment you're missing it if, if just letting the praise team and our wonderful musicians get you to that high you've missed it your spiritual connection with Jesus Christ takes place after this service is over you get into the Holy Ghost after you walk out of here so which one are you going to feed today? You're going to feed your carnal self and become a Goliath and start to ravage and tear at the church. Are you going to feed the spiritual side and become a David and, and pick up them stones and just cast out that flesh in Jesus' name? Hosea, Hosea chapter 10 says, So to yourselves in righteousness as we come around the front. Sow to yourselves in righteousness. Reap in mercy. Break up your fallow ground, for it is time to seek the Lord. It is time today, young people. It is time today, middle-aged person. It is time today, senior people. Today is the day we need to seek the Lord till he come and rain righteousness upon you. You cannot get righteousness rained on you if you're not seeking him. If you're not seeking the blessings of God, you will not receive the blessings of God. I don't believe in coincidence. Oh, I just happened to walk into that blessing. No, you have to seek it. You have to be doing what's right in the eyes of God to have that reign of righteousness upon you. Have, but you have plowed wickedness and you have reaped iniquity. You have eaten the fruit of lies because thou didn't trust his way in the multitude of peer pressure. You decided to go a different way than the Word of God. You decided because you didn't want to deal with the stress and the pressures of living for God that you were going to make up your mind that you're going to follow with the multitude on the broad path. The broad way that seems to be the cool way. And as I close, Galatians tells us, Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. So if you sow in carnality, you will reap carnality. Young people, if you're sowing into a, a lifestyle that's not of God, you will reap the consequences of that lifestyle. Don't, don't fall for the billboard gimmicks in this world. 
Don't fall for those pretty pictures that are on the wall, on the, on the, on the magazines and think, that's what I want to be because if you go to the back of the book and you see what they look like after the world has used them and abused them and thrown them away, you'll realize that that was not worth it. Be not deceived. Be not deceived. God will not be mocked. You can't tempt him. You can't mock him. And whatsoever you sow, you're going to reap. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. How many in here want to start today reaping to the Spirit? Sowing to the Spirit, I mean, so that you can reap the things of God. How many in here want to have a change in the field that you've been working in? How many, how many of you want to change up the person that you've been working for and start surrendering to the Lord Jesus Christ today? Getting out of the strong arm of the devil and, and getting into the fold of the, of the Lord Jesus Christ. How many of you today want to seek the face of God today and not the sake and the things of this world? How many in here are ready to turn your life around? You've been baptized in Jesus' name. You've been filled with the Holy Ghost. Now is your time to turn. The Lord's done His work. The ministry's done their work. It's your time. It's my time to step out in faith and turn from our wicked ways and follow after Him. It is our time right now to turn from our carnality and stop feeding the carnal flesh and turn to Jesus. Who's going to turn to Jesus today? Who's going to walk away from carnality? Who's going to start to turn from the longing and the lusting of this world? Thanks again for joining us for this podcast. It's such an honor that we could have you, and we pray you were blessed by the word today. We want to stay connected with you, and so give us a follow on our social media pages on Facebook or Instagram. You can find all of those on our website at firstchurch.app. You can also stay connected with us through that uh, website, and you can download it as an app on your phone from there. And so until the next time, we pray you're blessed. Have a great week in Jesus' name.